Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Card Overflow. I'm your host today, Gen Furukawa, and today we're welcoming Trey Brunner, who's a co-founder of two seven-figure brands, Bamboo Ave and Vibe Interior. Trey, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, thanks for joining. We're actually new neighbors, I guess. You're new to Austin, joining the influx of people in Austin, but love to hear like where you're coming from, how you ended up there, and then kind of like what you're doing with your brands. Yeah, so I started at Meta. I was an account manager, and my job was to teach brands how to advertise, and so I used that experience to start my own business. So I can live in Bali, Indonesia for two years. And so fast forward, four years later, we did start our business. We grew it large enough to actually move to Bali. We lived there two years, and now I actually just moved to Austin, Texas to kind of refocus. We had a great time in Bali. We didn't work as hard or as much as we want to, but we don't actually don't revolve around work either. So we're happy about those two years, but we're in Austin, Texas now to you know network, meet people like yourself, and also just grow our business and have fun doing it. Yeah, awesome. Now, can you tell me what they do? Bamboo Avenue, like what, what type of products and buy yeah. interior? Yeah, so first what Bamboo Ave, we sell sustainable athleisure clothing. So right now we have shorts. We actually just launched t-shirts yesterday and we're launching joggers and women next year. We're super excited about just the growth of Bamboo Ave and focusing on trying to be as sustainable as possible. But we just try to be a fun brand for people who don't live a cookie cutter life. I think that's who we're trying to build products for. People who just kind of are intentional about the way that they live and we're trying to build those products for them. Vibe Interior, now this is a home decor brand. We sell canvas in the US and our focus is partnering with artists throughout the world to bring their art to the US at affordable costs. And so I actually have two behind me. I have our whole house filled with it that we just got here in Austin. And it's been a great journey so far. Yeah, they're really cool. Kind of like artistic. I, I don't know. I don't want to like describe them in a bad way or a wrong way, but like it's slightly abstract, but very colorful and vibrant and, and bring a lot of like life to the walls. And there, there's a wide range of styles. So I think it, it kind of fits yeah. different tastes. Yeah, right now our main niche is like that abstract. You want the high quality museum style art but don't want to pay that high price. And that's kind of our focus now, but we're actually expanding into more like photography and photos kind of behind you as well. Not necessarily the same, but with the white border around. And that's what oh, we're nice. working on right now. We're super excited about that. That's really cool. That's cool. So I, I kind of want to dig into Bamboo Avenue and like how you actually got this to life because you had a vision. You, you This sounds like it was a dream job at Meta selling right and 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 then you're like the grass is always greener and i've been there myself like well damn i could be in in bali on the beach and paying a fraction of what i'm, what I'm paying but it's actually not that easy right because there's the the logistics of the manufacturing and importing distribution and and then that's not even talking about how you're going to differentiate and find your customers and acquire them but can you walk through the process of how you actually identified where the opportunity was how you're going to go about the positioning of it as a sustainable brand for people living outside the, the normal bounds of society? Yeah. So I hope I can tell the story correctly, but basically for six months at Facebook, when I first worked there, and as you mentioned, that was a dream job. I love it. If I had to work with nine to five again, I would work there. Side note, they just went through layoffs and I actually know some people on my team who got laid off. So that could have been me yesterday. The reality is I, we started our business because I was learning so much at Facebook and I was teaching all these brands and I was seeing how they went from like spending 500 a day to like 5,000. I was like, it was just that easy. 
back then in 2018, 2019. And so I wanted a, my own piece of the pie, I guess. And I was listening to all these podcasts, such as how I built this and just getting really motivated. And one thing that really stuck with me is just really get started. And for me, I was thinking about all these complicated products and I just decided, let's just get started. Let's start with a simple product. And so we started off with swim trunks actually. And over the last two years, we kind of pivoted our, our main product was the swim trunks to this everyday athleisure shorts. So now if you look at brands like Viore or Lululemon, our shorts are very comparable, I think better. And that's how we started. So it was, it was kind of just like, we didn't do any research when it comes to like, is this a great product market fit or anything like that? It really was just us trying to just get started and learn along the way. And that's something I really preach when I'm talking to friends and family, like just get started, like do research and try to make sure that you're making the right decision. That's very key, but experience to me is, is most important, making sure that you actually are taking that step forward rather than getting analysis paralysis and never getting started. Yeah, totally. Now, were you at an advantage if you were in the Southeast, Southeast part of Asia in terms of connection to manufacturing and, and finding suppliers? No, because we started, when we started Bamboo App, we were at Facebook and we were in the US. So we were in, I was in Chicago office and we found our suppliers through Alibaba and we took a lot of time to find the right ones. We got samples from like 10 different suppliers. We assessed them, made changes. And that's kind of how we found it. It was actually a pretty straightforward process. Just make sure you do your due diligence. When we got to Bali, we were hoping to move to a supplier there, but it just didn't make sense. They have really high export and import taxes. And also they only really focus on smaller quantities. So we couldn't do that. One other thing I wanted to mention is how do we get into the sustainable part? That's just something we really wanted to, when we picked Bamboo Ave and we picked shorts, we knew we wanted to live in, in Bali, Indonesia again. So we wanted a product that kind of we can use there. And so it was men's shorts at the time. And we really care about being sustainable and trying to create a business that can improve the world rather than hurt it. And a lot of people think that we're going to be made with bamboo. The, the reality is we're not. And the reason is because what we've learned in the last three years is that bamboo is actually not sustainable to turn into fabric. It's the most sustainable plant, but to turn that plant into really soft fabric, it takes a lot of water, a lot of chemicals. And so there's a lot of grades that assess it and say it's really bad. So instead we use coconuts and recycled plastic bottles to make all of our shorts and pretty much all of our products moving forward as well. Oh, that that's awesome. I actually wasn't aware of that. Okay. So now you're, you're in Chicago, you're, you're working, you're part-time, you're like, kind of like paving your path forward. You're, you're listening to Guy Raz and you're just taking action steps forward. And I think that's fantastic. I, I kind of like have done the, the same. It takes a minute to get over the potential fear and the analysis paralysis. But what does your, your initial investment look like? And what are your expectations? Like once you get those, th- that like first batch, like you, you got to get rid of it ASAP, right? Because that's kind of like capital tied up. Can you take yeah. me to that moment? Yeah, so we had a, a huge competitive advantage as far as working at Meta, right? So I understood the advertising. I understood how to market. We didn't know how to actually market. We knew how to advertise, which is a huge difference as far as like how to actually communicate and connect with the customer brand rather than just running the ads. So we learned that without the three years. But what we tried to focus on, sorry, I forgot the question already. Well, basically like your investment and then like your, your oh, yeah. plan forward once you're getting started. 
So we, the reason why that was a competitive advantage is because they, Facebook also gave us $250 per month to run an ad. So we got to test a lot of things without actually putting our own money into it. And so I got a few friends to send me theirs. We were probably running like $1,000 per month of not our own money. So we can actually test what works, what doesn't. And that really helped the first six months. I know that was a huge benefit and a huge privilege that we had. We put $5,000 into inventory as far as at the beginning. And since then, we never had to put any more money into it from our own, from outside of the revenue that we make. Wow. That's awesome. So basically yeah. you're like arbitraging your ad costs to get to like validate for free. Then you, you put your 5,000 in to meet your minimum order quantity. You have something and then you're basically like trying to sell via advertising to start. Exactly. But once you hit, I think it was like 50,000 or 100,000 in revenue, Facebook doesn't want you to use their ad credits anymore. Makes sense. They don't want you to be using all their ad credits. So once we hit that, we obviously weren't using Facebook ad credits anymore. We were spending our own dollars. But at that point, we were already having a good cash flow cycle to keep going. That's amazing. Now, how has it transformed over time? Like how have your acquisition channels and your, your marketing strategy overall changed after you've kind of like proven your concept? You've, you're starting to build a brand, but the challenge maybe with shorts and, and that type of stuff is it's single purchase. There's not necessarily like a recurring cadence to buying them unless it's for Yeah. Guests. So for, for Bamboo Ave, we actually have a lot of repeat customers. Like oh. once, yeah. Once people buy once, we see, I think our repeat customers around 25%, 20%, which is from what I hear is really high within our, our industry. And it's because we really focus on the quality and that's something that we really try to do. And you can wear our shorts at all times as long as it's not cold and they're really comfortable. And so we actually, that's why we do a lot of drops and that's a big focus for next year is focusing on kind of diversifying the way that we launch new products instead of doubling down on so much products by actually coming out with a lot more to keep repeat customers. Now, when it comes to how has our marketing diversified, or I guess that is the answer. We diversified our marketing channels a lot since we worked at Facebook three, four years ago. At the beginning, and probably for the first two years for both of our brands, Vibenteer and Bamboo Web is all Facebook, nothing else. Facebook and then email marketing. In the last year, year and a half, we've definitely transitioned and we saw this coming. We didn't act the way that we should, but we started investing into Google, TikTok, Snapchat, all these other platforms that you still have to pay for ads doubling down on our email marketing, which necessarily doesn't cost, but that's been our main focus. And then as I'm thinking about 2023, my big bets are my personal brand, Mariah's personal brand, and really connecting with people and saying, yes, we're founders, but we also have these amazing products that we focus on perfecting for, for people like you. So that's our main focus is really trying to, I guess, get organic traffic a lot more. So SEO, TikTok through our organic, Mariah's page, my page, our brand page. And then obviously we still will use a lot of ads as well. Got it. Oh, interesting. So when you're saying like personal brands, you're almost like putting your, your own personal story first. And it's like the build in public ethos of like what you're doing, kind of like the lifestyle. And then the, the product just fits in there. It, exactly. We're not the, we're not the best at it yet, but Maybe in six months when we chat again, we will be really good at it. We are, what we're trying to do is really, yeah, build in public, tell our story, 
but there's a lot of improvements that we need to still make. We, like some things get a lot of traction, some doesn't. We have to play the algorithm on TikTok, obviously. But basically, that that is our goal. We see a lot of brands succeeding and doing really well in that space when they really commit to it, even like YouTube Shorts and Instagram Reels these days. And so that's something that we really want to focus on, especially when as CAC gets higher and higher and higher, we want to find ways to kind of lower that. Some other things that we're doing, especially on Vibenteer, direct mail now, and other strategies like that, where it's not necessarily just the paid advertising online. Yeah, interesting. Are you using like Postpilot or some app to send once you get like to an existing customer, you know their shipping address, or are you running ads to like capture an email and actual physical address? It's Postscript, but we also use another partner as well, where we give them our audience that we have already our, of our customers and they find lookalikes basically. And then we send them mail as well to kind of measure if that new prospecting channel works as well. Oh, interesting. But, okay. Yeah. Postscript is really great. I haven't dove into it too much. Wait, you, we're Postscript gonna... for SMS or like Postpilot for direct Postpilot, mail? Man. Sorry, oh, Postpilot. Okay. Postpilot for direct mail. So I haven't dove too much into that, but I know that's what we're going to use as far as tracking. I believe they have a lot of tracking when it comes to direct mail on their end versus our other partner doesn't have that tracking through Shopify. Interesting. So you're, you are a, a Facebook ads expert. I'd love to pick your brain on like how you actually take that say thousand dollars when you're using free credit, but it doesn't matter, right? It's you're, you're still say, paying the same cost per click. Like, how are you thinking about the, the unit economics and the funnel breakdown for Bamboo Avenue, say, where, you know, maybe it's like a $30 pair of shorts. And I've spoken with people on the podcast who say, if it, anything is like the average order value is below a hundred dollars, I actually tell them not to use paid ads just because it's hard to make the unit economic work unit mm -hmm. economics work, but you did make it work. And I'd love to learn a little bit more how and how you're thinking about like what your threshold of maximum cost per acquisition would be. Yeah. So our average order value is around like 110, 120. And because we do, you can buy two for 110 right now. Mm -hmm. And that's been the whole year that we always offer that. And that was something we made a change. I think year one, we found that if we push two shorts, people, our AOV increased, doubled overnight just from making that. Customers want to do what you recommend them to do as long as you make it easy. We see that with our colors that we offer and everything like that. As far as how we, I guess, how we made it work, it, it's changed a lot. When we first started, Facebook was, it was pretty straightforward. Run a Facebook ahead and make sure that you're profitable. It was that basic. Now is trend is transitioned a lot as I think a big focus for 2023 for us is making sure that we put a lot more investment before we run an ad. So the landing page, the whole customer funnel before we even run an ad and making sure that the ad actually corresponds with it. I was listening to one of your podcasts and they were talking about that as well, making sure that like the same experience they get from an ad, they get on the landing page and making sure that's a whole cohesive feel. I think that's the, what we need to do in the future, especially as costs keep increasing and things like that. You need to make sure that you're not wasting dollars. In 2018, we probably wasted a lot. We were not Facebook experts. We worked at Facebook. I knew how to run basic ads and it was profitable. But if I was doing what I plan to do now and in 2023, we would probably be way richer. Right, right. So the, the I mean, you, you did say that you're shifting away from paid and more towards organic, but in terms of like a, a paid funnel, then you send them to the product description page and then your the ideal 
the first priority is getting them to convert. The second priority is maybe getting them on a remarketing list. And then third, you have like a, a pop-up to capture their email and grow your list? Or is it more just like conversion focused? Most of our ads are all conversion focused and we send them to a landing page. So we have landing pages, oh. not for Vibe Interior, which we're actually testing this month, landing pages. But basically for Bamboo Web, we run ads, we send them to a landing page that's tailored to their experience. And then we our main focus is obviously getting the sale, but then they also get the email pop-up. We actually don't have a, a third go in that. Okay. Good to know. I'm curious about the positioning as well, because in some ways, I mean, you're, you're, you're standing out because you're like a lifestyle brand. You're, you're like uh, persona first, maybe you and Mariah, but then also you're competing against a lot of different alternatives in terms of like shorts or like getting over this objective of like, Hey, I already have like two pair of shorts that I can wear to the gym or not. Like, how are you kind of playing to the emotion, emotional element to push towards a sale or getting people to say, Hey, I actually need this It's perfect. And you've, you've done it well, but I'm curious to know like what your mindset is in getting there. Yeah. I, I think like one part, and maybe this doesn't answer you, but I think it's really important is what got us to where we got to this year is not going to get us to where we want to go in the next two years, two, three years based on our roadmap. And what I mean by that is a lot of our advertising in the last three, four years has been focused on the product, comfortable, extremely versatile. And we weren't really selling a lifestyle. We weren't selling that we are trying to be a brand for people who don't live a cookie cutter life, people who actually are intentional about what they want to do. They're happy about what they want to do. and We want to create products for them. And so that's a big reason why we want to really double down on our personal brands, but not just our personal brands, even TikTok on Bamboo Ave and Vibe Interior, just really showing that there's real people behind the brand. Mm. I do think that's more important. And it may we may not be able to scale like a Viore who just got $400 million in, in funding that quickly. And that, that's not our goal, but our goal is to be very genuine in our growth. And so building that community behind us as a brand, not necessarily just Mariah and myself, but us as a brand and what we're trying to do. We think that's most important. And it's a big bet. We could be totally wrong. People might only care about the, the product at the end of the day, but we we feel confident that as the market's changing, people really connect with influencers and these creators. And we want to be, I guess, essentially one of them and really show that we are real people. We are a real brand. We actually care. And we're not just here to sell a product. Yes, we do sell products, but we're here to actually make your life better, hopefully. Yeah, I think that that, that is totally working and it's changing. Um, people are are more willing to show like the warts and all like the the transparency of what goes behind the scenes and and that's what just being human is that's what being an entrepreneur like you and Mariah are but then also you have the element of aspirational where you can like go live in Bali for 2 years and grow this brand and you still have big ambitions now i'm curious to learn more about like the day to day and how you're actually doing this because you're running two very successful brands and you're working with a partner who who is a, a life partner of sorts, I suppose. How, how do you manage it and, and how have you found ways to stay productive and on course while still living your dreams? Yeah, well, we're still working on being as productive as we can. This is our first month back in Austin in the in the States. In Bali. We were we had months where we were very productive, but basically Mariah and myself, we split up tasks based on what we like doing. And so we had a meeting 
for the last three years in January, like, what do you want to do? What do I want to do? Okay. If I handle, for instance, Mariah handles email marketing, she handle, handles it for both brands. And so we have an agency that handles it, but she's ahead of, ahead of that. I handle paid acquisition on both brands and it just kind of builds that synergy, synergy in that way. It has been, I think we're reaching that point where we need to add more people to the team full time for sure as how much we have grown and the responsibilities. There's so much, especially when we talk about building this TikTok and telling our story, that's a lot of work already and it's not driving sales immediately. And so we always Mm -hmm. have to focus on that. But our biggest focus, I mean, like I'm very fortunate, Mariah's very fortunate. We're fortunate just to be able to be lifetime partners, but also be great business partners and have two businesses that are doing really well. And so I'm, I'm definitely fortunate. We need to be more productive, though. I'll say that. Well, you, you do and you don't because it's going well as is and seems like you're happy living the life. And I'm happy for you, man. That, that's really awesome. Where can we learn more? And, and in particular, like some of these like personality first, some of the, the personal content. I, I, I mean, I've seen your, your TikTok. But yeah, if you could share like where you're putting out the most stuff that we can learn more. Yeah, so you can find my TikTok at Trey underscore Brunner. And then we also have Bamboo Ave at Bamboo Ave and at Vibe Interior. So we have both of those handles. And if you follow any of those accounts, you're going to learn so much about us. We're trying to be more vulnerable, tell our story. We don't always have to go into all the negative stories, but we're just really connect and really tell the real stories. I think that's what really works. And that's what people want to hear. And that's what we care about sharing as well. And that's why I wanted to do podcasts and things like that. Really just tell our experience. And so, yeah, you can find us there. And in our website, bamboo.com and vibeinterior.com. Vibe awesome. with a Y. Yeah, it's beautiful stuff. Trey Brunner, thanks so much for joining. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me.